Hey all, welcome to our podcast from OK to KO, following our journey from an OK life to a knockout life. Every Sunday after breakfast, we'll be sitting down and having a chat and publishing it as a podcast, and we hope you enjoy. Hey guys, Ollie here. Um, obviously, you know why I'm starting this episode. It's because I swore again. Uh, we just got into it. I just started swearing. So it's around 45 minutes. It's the F word. Um, if you're very sensitive to it, tune out about 42 minutes or 43 minutes in. If you're not and you don't care, then enjoy. It's a great episode about recruitment. And um, yeah, enjoy. Morning, Kira. Hi. How are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm good. And that's a wrap. <laughs> how was your morning? Uh, it was really nice. Uh, we did the same thing. It was yeah. very cool. You were there. <laughs> <laughs> we went down to the seaside, though. We went to the seaside. Beautiful place called West Mersey. Yeah. Mersey know... spelt like C. Yeah, M-E-R-S-E-A. West Mersey. Mersey Island. Beautiful, beautiful place. I think it's called the uh, Victoria Esplanade, where we were. It's lovely and the weather's incredible yeah. and it was really quiet. We just walked up and down the beach for our walk. But you got the impression when we left there were people, would, it was going to be a busy day at the beach yeah, today. Yeah, I mean weather like this. Yeah, it's been kind of crazy the, the British weather recently. It's been amazing. It's sunbathing been so yesterday. so nice, yeah. Actual sunbathing. Yeah. That's crazy. In England. Every year we're amazed. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't happen that often though, does it? No, it doesn't happen very often, but it does happen every year. You've got a few days every yeah. year. Yeah, fair. Yeah, it was fun. It's it's just... Everyone... It just feels so different, doesn't it? This is why I want to live in summer. Or live in somewhere hot. Because people just are more happy and more chilled. Yeah, your your body language is more open. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. But, not, look, don't get me wrong. You I notice like, the changes in yourself, don't you, as well? For sure. I, lo- I love um, sort of like when it's quite cold and big winter coats and scarves and like wrapping up warm and stuff like that and then like ducking into a pub. That's quite nice. Mm-hmm. But like on the whole, generally every day, I think it's just better when it's hot. People are just happier. You feel more relaxed. I think you're more in touch with your body as well. Yeah, that's Because you kind true. of do just like wrap up your body in the cold and then like your body's more out, isn't it? Yeah. In the, in the sunshine, you know, like if you're sunbathing or something like that. Yeah, so. that's absolutely true. You're more like, yeah, you're just more Which open. means you're just like, I don't know, like seeing, you're, even you're for yourself, seeing your own body more. Mm. It's interesting. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, no, it was amazing. It's been an amazing weekend, really, of uh, sun worshipping. Really nice. We haven't actually been out that much. <laughs> we've been out, we've been indoors most of the time because we've been working... Well, I would say the sunbathing I did yesterday was the most sunbathing I've done in about two years, probably. Seeing mm. as we haven't been out, we haven't been out of the country. Yeah, no, it was real nice. Mm. But I mean, as as fascinating as this particular conversation is, what well, what are we um what are we talking about today? What's the topic? Hiring. Yeah, recruiting people, right? Recruiting just sounds so corporate. Yeah. Hiring people then. Mm. But hiring people to me sounds like you definitely are hi- like 
Well, explain. Why are we talking about this right now? See, for me, recruiting, I feel, sounds more like this is your full time, this is your yearly salary. Right. Whereas hiring seems more like it can be many different things. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You can hire a partner, you can hire a, an agency. Yeah, good point. So it's for kind of like not like PAYE. I tell you what it is. Employee, whereas recruitment to me, I always just think of PAYE employee. Yeah, fair. So I tell you what it is. It's uh, it's scaling your team, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, scaling your team. It's definitely trying to scale the business and the only way that can happen is if yeah. it's more manpower or woman power or person power mm-hmm. than just yourself. Yeah. Like, you get to a point where you're like, this would be great if someone did this bit. Yeah, you can't keep doing everything yourself. So you can... Also, you just can't be an expert on everything that is entailed in one business. And you can't, and, and also you can't care about everything. Like it's hard to give to give that much I was passion about, to, about everything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like when I was first was like, I want to be an acting coach. I really thought the most basically just being an acting coach was mm-hmm. the business. That's obviously now when you think about running a business, a business is like so many things on top of that around that. So. But that's because you're, just to jump in there, it's because your approach is not a freelancer approach. If you were a freelance acting coach approach, you would just be you. That's it. Nothing else. I mean, well, that's kind of what the intention was. Yeah, exactly. But it's changed now. And I the think, reason you're recruiting is because you've got all this other good stuff you've got to do, you want to do. Well, yeah, the, I guess it, it has changed as it's gone on. But also, even with the freelancer approach, I realised how big a, a thing marketing is. Mm-hmm. It's not... It's not like, I do this and I can just sit back. You still have to be, like, very proactive in your social marketing Mm -hmm. to kind of get any traction. So, or, like, having an offer. That's, I think, where things change is having a clear offer. That's the thing. And when you have a clear offer, it becomes more like a business, like you're packaging something up. Yeah, um, Which is then potentially scalable. But that also happens because otherwise it's, it's quite hard as a freelancer just to... Uh, hope that people come your way. Yeah, exactly. And also you're very limited with what you can, uh, with the total, like how much you can grow as a freelancer, that's for sure. Mm. So you're looking at hiring people right now? So hiring for me, I think like everything, my understanding of it has changed. So before I would have, if you're recruiting or hiring, I would have seen it in more of that like one way. Yeah. Um, I do already in the sense of uh, asking other coaches to teach on yeah, exactly. like lead sessions yeah. on my platform, which I really enjoy. It's great. You're like it's just improving the experience for everyone who's part of my membership. It's like giving new insight and knowledge, and and I just really enjoy it. Yeah, I enjoy like the change in my role with that as well. Um, but I'm also looking to apply for some funding soon. And so if I have the, if the funding comes through, then for the particular project I want to do, yeah. I will be recruiting or hi- recruiting. I just said I didn't like that word. <laughs> Hiring, um, to make the project happen. Yeah. 
So, but in order to apply for the funding, obviously I need to know exactly how the project would happen, budgeting and all of that. So I'm already talking to people right now. The process of like, are you on board with this project? It's happening now, even though I don't know if I've got the funding. Yeah. So I'm kind of having, doing it all as if I do, like trying to plan it all as if I do, yeah. in order to have the best chance of getting it through. Yeah. So it's, um, it's a complete kind of shift of perspective, but I think the interesting thing is of, excuse me, of seeing it in um, all the different ways it can it can uh, manifest. Yeah. So how is pricing, one pricing point, mm-hmm. arranging a fee that when it's a job that is not... One of the things I'm trying to figure out is like, what I don't know what the market rate of some of the things yeah. that I'm asking um, will be hiring people for is. But also what you found, not only that, is what you found, and and this is something that I kind of know from being a business coach, is there's no such thing as market rate, really. Because there's there's such a wide range of rates. Well, the reason why you're saying this is because I've gotten quotes for people that I would, and for a particular thing, and it's really been such a range. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, And, 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 sorry, and also some of the other uh, people don't know what the market rate is. Well, that's what I'm saying. So there's been one set of uh, kind of a job role that I'm mm-hmm. looking for, which I'm going out to people who specifically do that thing. Yeah. Um, that is their job. And so they've been able to give me a quote. And then there's other roles where I've kind of been pitching the idea to people being like, do you want to come on board with this? And they've been like, yeah, but that's for all of us. We're like, well, what is the market rate for that? We mm. don't know because it's kind of not like specifically what their job would be. Yeah, and you're not just paying for their time, you're paying for their content, which may have a, which you may be able to benefit from commercially. Yeah. Or the business might. So then it becomes like, what are we doing? Are we doing revenue share? Are we doing profit share? Are we doing time based? Yeah. yeah, I don't think any of those will come into it because I think also like the application funding, I think will be True. quite specific. True. Yeah. Um, I think there'll be guidelines on that. Yeah. There are guidelines on that, in fact. Um, but... Yeah, it's it's kind of just figuring out, also, one, being, like, there is a capped amount of money here. Yeah. Like, in a way, that kind of means we can work backwards. Yeah, that's great. Um, But, and two, something that you want to agree on a price that allows you to actually get the job done and be able to hire people and all of the other aspects that absolutely need to happen in order for it to be a success. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it won't which can then can you know potentially uh you know create more work going forward to see idea um but you also want to you know do it at a rate which is like absolutely like fair you know you don't i thought i would really hate to someone to come away and be like felt a bit yeah like, same done hard done by there or like didn't really get what i deserved for that really don't want that either because i think you know you want to be able to want to be able to pay people well don't you mm-hmm. uh so it's a really interesting kind of and and it's the interesting thing that i'm finding at the minute of initially seeing what um is potential the potential amount for funding being like whoa that would make such a difference now going into budgeting and it's just that. gone and i'm like oh god i i could do with a lot more than that mm. to make this work so now it's like trying to a bit little bit like tetris <laughs> like yeah okay that's not going to be able to happen in a way i wanted that's it's actually quite tight for money Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, because a big part of it is going to have to go on marketing. Massively. To make the it commercially successful. And hopefully in the grant funding, in the funding um, application, they're going to reward you for putting so much effort into the funding, into the marketing bit, because everyone should know that you can have the best idea and you can build this amazing thing. If no one knows it exists, there's no point. I really hope so. <laughs> I mean, they must have seen so many applications before mm. that I think all of that I hope they'll be like well that's just realistic like it's mm -hmm. not going to work if that hasn't been put aside for marketing exactly um and I think having a bit of insight in over this last year or so on like how much time effort and money does go into marketing yeah that's something I really do not want to downplay because if it doesn't work mm -hmm. with that and it's not bringing in customers then it's just going to die 100%. then and there mm -hmm. and it will all be back to you know it'll be like a hard slog again so that's the thing you really want to get right because then you can also kind of once you start getting an income then you can start you know like making things a little bit better or like having tweaking things so that it also the product itself grows yeah uh so that's me <laughs> that was a long section on that yeah, that's why we're talking about it. it's good though it's good but yeah no recruitment or hiring it's uh, very relevant for me because I just hired two people. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. One One person I used to work with, which is awesome, has come on to be our head of membership. And then another person who used to be a member is now coming to be our head of operations. So it's kind of it's kind of interesting where you find these people and I think when you run a training business, the best person you can hire is someone that's been through your training course. Mm. Been through your material because they know everything inside out, mm. right? So that's been so, so useful. Um, and also what's weird is next month or this month in Launchpad Academy, we're doing recruitment month. So we've got, because a lot of our clients, our members, they are stuck in this position of, I need to make my first ever hire because I'm earning just about enough now and I've got no time, but they've got no idea which role to hire. They've got no idea how to hire. They've got no idea what to look for in a hire. So we're, t we're look diving into that for the whole, uh, for the next four weeks, which is really interesting. Hearing from recruitment agents, hearing from virtual assistant companies to come and talk to us as well. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. Really so cool. So it's interesting. It's a fun time. But um, yeah, loads of people are, people, people don't know what to, what to do because I think, you know, when you start your business, especially in the UK, I think this is definitely true, is we look at um, what is recruitment or hiring people? Well, it has to be a full-time employee. Well, it doesn't at all, does it? You've got, um, you can partner with people, like other uh, companies, or you can hire virtual assistants who are sort of not contracted, but like just work with you on an hourly basis or freelancers. And then you can also hire full-time employees if you want, but that's like, only if you're really sure that's going to be a really important role for you for a long time in the future. If you're not sure, then partnering with someone or, or a VA is a, good, is a good thing to do, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I think one of the things that I was really interested, kind of opened up my whole view of this, mm -hmm. was when I was part of the membership group that I was in before mm -hmm. giving me business advice. Um... And they're talking about how to outsource a sales process, essentially. Yeah. 
So if the funnel was someone that was clicking on a link, my funnel is go go to a form, they fill that in and then they book in a call with me. Yeah. And how to, if you're getting enough calls in and so on, and you've got to do other things, how to do that. Um, so in my mind, I always thought, oh, okay, well, you have to be earning a certain amount guaranteed mm. every month before you can even think of hiring someone to do that. But then, yeah. and I haven't done this yet, but I was hearing other people saying things like, um, that actually you could pay on a percentage basis. Maybe there's so many different ways you could do it on like, here's the base figure that you will get mm-hmm. for doing a call. Maybe it isn't super high, but if you get the call, then maybe you get that whole first month. Um, you get the payment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you get a percentage of that customer every month. Mm-hmm. And so there's different ways, which actually, if you buy this, this percentage way of sales, it can actually become, one, you've, you've both got the same interest in making the sale go through. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't put a cap on it. So for some people, that would really suit it because it's like, oh, it could potentially actually be a really good source of income yeah um and also for that person and then for the person who's higher doing the hiring yeah it's also kind of like you're able to put in these processes earlier on which free you up to focus on making other parts of the business yeah uh, better so that really i remember talking to you about it and being like oh my gosh that makes me realize that hiring isn't as far away as i thought it was actually because you can do it in these different ways you don't, you don't have to have oh i've got this amount of money saved to the side which i can give you right now yeah yeah yeah. you can do it in a way that you're working together and then pay no that's totally true it's it's um and i think i'm not sure if this is a new thing or not or maybe just because we're like digital entrepreneurs now but like the 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 benefits like the, the opportunities are endless like well with um the agency that uh, i work with world products we we um, partner with loads of people to bring in, um, if we're not sure if we want to do a service straight away, we partner with someone to make sure we get the best quality of that service to see if we think we want to bring that service in house or not. And yeah, it's just a great way to grow. We've grown really, really fast using that model. And that's a really established business. That's not like a startup entrepreneur business. That's a really established business. So I think my eyes have been opened massively to the other the loads of different options when it comes to hiring people. What what I, the way I would look at it is only go for a full-time contracted salaried employee if you're sure that you're going to need that service for a long time in the future. If you're sure that that service is going to make be able to make you money. So you need to be able to make money on that stuff. So for example, if you think, okay, my first full-time hire in salaried employee is going to be an assistant, maybe you don't need that. Maybe that should be a freelancer instead because you're not going to be able to commercially make money on that, mm. that thing. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm. Whereas if you think, okay, I'm spending loads of money on, on freelance copywriters, that is something that I would bring in-house. Interesting. And salary. Interesting. Because I think in my mind, I kind of see it the other way around. Yeah. But maybe that's incorrect. I but think it depends. It's, it's all about the longevity. It's not... It's like if you're just selling a bit of copywriting now, but you're not sure if you're going to be able to for the next three years, then don't. But if you think, look, this client, I'm, I, if I do this well, this client, I can sell them copywriting services for three or four years in the future. 
Yeah. Okay, how much money am I going to spend three, four years on freelance? Oh, um, how much money on a salary? Definitely. Sorry, if that's one of your services, yes. <clears throat> yeah. So you're thinking in an agency capacity. Yeah. I'm thinking of like copywriting for your own marketing. Oh, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> no, you need to. Obviously, if it's a service that you're providing, yeah. then yeah, I, I see that. Um, so I was thinking I would hire someone for term for something that I feel like this is like a very much a backbone of the company. Yeah. That needs to happen. So that might be admin things such, but including like active campaign marketing. Yeah. Or like maybe active campaign and ads. Yeah. Because it's like, that's continuous and it's very like, like you, it's not content creating. It's not the kind of coaching side. It's very much like the infrastructure side. Yeah. Not necessarily clearly bringing in money, mm-hmm. but very much like a pillar of making sure that the marketing and so on continues, which is bringing in money, but you can't yeah, like potentially commercial. Yeah. measure it. So that's for me is where I'd go, I go. I think I would go because I'm like, that's just so necessary. I'm like making sure everything continues to move yeah. that, that that board doesn't get dropped. Um, but I think like what you're saying is, is true that the, the fact that you can hire people in a freelance capacity, is so available, like yeah. it's, it's really amazing and wonderful that I think if there is something like that, you can test the waters. And if you see, wow, that's, that was so useful, mm-hmm. then that can, you can then look to making that For more sure. of a permanent instalment. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, there's like mid-grounds as well, aren't there? It's not like you can have freelancers who aren't just freelancers. They are like more dedicated. So like you can have a freelancer which just has two freelance gigs and they're very dedicated to those two companies they work for. The point you might is, have a freelancer who wants to go full-time. There's often that as well. There's often that. Yeah, especially if they like... Most of the time, freelancers have left somewhere or don't work for someone else. Not because they're very entrepreneurial, they want to run their own business, but because they've had some really bad bosses in the mm. past. So if they find... If you, if, you're, if you work with a freelancer and actually the freelancer loves working with you, chances are they'd probably be very open And it's open a guaranteed income. Because yeah. that's the thing, as, as you're saying, you know, you're saying with us, like, everything's kind of open. It's the same with freelancers. They run their own gigs and the mm. way they want to work is going to be completely different Precisely. with each person you talk to, which means there's yeah. room to figure out a model that works you're for you two say, specifically. You're never going to say to someone, I mean, I mean you specifically, right, this is the office, I want you to be there at 8.30 and you, you can't leave till 5.30, ever. So even if you have someone full time, it's going to feel like a freelance gig anyway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because of the yeah, flexibility yeah, yeah. and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah, that I think we both want. Yeah, for sure. You know the, I don't think we kind of see ourselves as being like, we have a free, lifestyle, but anyone who worked for us would have to be in an office all day. I hate this. It would be that. like obviously, we try and have us like give people. The ability to also have a bit of freedom. I don't know, yeah, so, that's so far ahead, but I think right now that's kind of how I'd imagine it, whether that's, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But th- definitely like a, a vibe where, you know, if someone can work somewhere else, yeah, it doesn't matter where. You yeah, work, exactly. That's fine. Exactly. So I was doing some research yes. um, about um, re- recruitment for this, uh, for recruitment month with uh, my group. And um, there's this guy called Mads Farholt Jorgensen. He's like a recruitment 
expert. He started like 50 companies in his life or something. Wow. Anyway, so he says, first thing he says is leaders spend 10 times, 10, 10% of their time recruiting and 90% of their time making up for their recruitment mistakes. Mm. That's his point, right? Mm. And so he said these, there's these five, I think, I think there's five, yeah, there's these five uh, mistakes, which I think are really, really interesting. One, because I've seen them happen loads before and it's really, really annoying. And two, because it's something that we may do in our in the past, right? So I want to get your thoughts on this. In our future? In the end, yeah, yeah. in our past. <laughs> Can't change the past, guys. That's... Just because I was talking about that time travel program. <laughs> Stop talking about time travel. You can't change the past. Doesn't matter what happened in the future. It just can't happen. So here's mistake number one. Mads is mistakes, right? First mistake is don't hire yourself. Ooh, so someone you get on with really well. Basically, yeah. Or like, and I hear this all the time, right? People are like, if I could just clone myself, I would be fine. Oh, I definitely do not think that. <laughs> I'm like, I need someone with much more skill than me. <laughs> exactly. If I could just clone people, say, if I could just clone myself, oh my then, then uh... I'd be doomed. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's an interesting one, right? Because I think, I think what people mean then is they mean like they want them when they started out. They want like a mini me. Are you sure? Oh, maybe it's just like, is it not that feeling of like, I can do it all. I just don't have enough time. I need two of me. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. also that as well. But doing that is a, it's a massive, it's a massive waste of an opportunity. Because when you recruit, you have this opportunity to bring this wonderful, diverse, diverse thinking, this other angle, this other perspective into the mix. Mm. And I think that's a massive mistake, isn't it? To think, right, I just need more of this perspective. When actually, loads and loads of studies have shown the more diverse the thinking is in a business, the better the business does. That's true. I have a question regarding this. Yeah. How do you know when you're doing that? Is it like, obviously, no one is a clone of you. So you're going to see someone as a completely different person. Mm. So is it that they have the same... um, like you say, oh, you're like me years ago, or is it like you just had that, oh, we're very similar, we get on really well, we see, how do you know if you're doing that? It's a good point. I think, as with all these things, the first, the first step is being aware that you might be. Yeah, I'm just, I mean? I'm just thinking from, yeah. I don't know, it's hard. I guess you want to look for someone who's different to you. But what does that mean? I mean, everyone's different. Does that mean different in the sense of like, Oh, I'm not just hiring them because we click or like... Different interests, different perspectives, different experience. Definitely different experience is important. So So you mean like if you're talking about work and they say, let's say it's marketing and they have views on marketing which really align with your views on marketing. Yeah. Don't go for them. No, I think... no, the view's important. I think, I think um, probably this is about experience. So, right, so if I, so say, so my experience, right, um, university, eight years in a full service agency, entrepreneur, training business, right? If I was hiring someone to come into my business, and this is this, this definitely the case with Radu, who's the head of operations, I need someone that has run an agency for quite a long period of time, that's had that perspective, has never been in a full service agency, has never been in big business. So like his perspective is completely different. He, his relation, his view on uh, our clients is much, 
uh, well, it's very close to what their their experience is. So if he had been in a full service agency for eight years and then just jumped out and just started his own agency, that probably would have been a mistake. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think it's more to do with experience. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. I think all of the people that I'm looking to... I'm just trying to pair this back to true. myself. No, it's a good point. But I'm, I think all the people that I'm looking to hire, um, I'm definitely looking for specific skills, which are not mine. Mm-hmm. So I guess that 100%. already you're not going to be in danger of that if you're looking for specific skills, which you aren't. No, it's a good point. You're, yeah, There's good. some crossover, but it's not. Very specific skill sets. Yeah. It's a hard one, that one. Okay. But I guess maybe if you're... Oh, I, I hear what you're saying. If if you're like, oh, we've done, you, you have the same career background as me. Basically, yeah. Oh, I recognise you. You've been to this type of school. You went to this university. You've had this job. Yeah, we'll get on fine. Those are not good criteria to but base. But also, if you have had those things, if some of those things do match, that's also okay if they still... Yeah, if they're bringing, if they're bringing a completely different uh, perspective or skill set, yeah. then for sure. Like if it just happens... Oh, we just happen to have gone to the same uni. Yeah, and also, by the way, I think, you know, what in your it's different in your circumstance because you are creating something genuinely innovative, innovative which I know you want to keep under wraps because we don't want someone to steal the idea. Oh, don't but... mock me. <laughs> no, but it's a genuinely innovative idea. And so it doesn't matter what perspective you're bringing to it, it's going to be different from yours because no one's ever had this idea before. Right, well, probably have, but yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So don't hire yourself, number okay. one. Mistake number two. This is a really interesting one. Um, don't hire someone that can do everything. Uh... Because it's like, okay, so let, let's imagine we're hiring... Um, I, by the way, all five of these mistakes I saw happening every every, every. hire in my previous, well, in my previous business. Then all of them were ticked for one hire or you saw them in different hires? I've seen them in, in groves in pretty much... Different hires. I don't know. Probably different hires, but I saw it all the time. This one, classic, right? So, in our, so don't hire someone that can do everything. In our setup, and this is, not, this is not dissimilar to a lot of agencies, mid-sized agencies, you've got account managers. Now, previously, if you go into Mad Men days, you've got account managers... You've got creative people and you've got uh, producers, mm-hmm. right? All the account managers do is dealing with the clients. Clients, yeah. That's it. Now, fast forward 50 years to um, my old agency and lots of mid-sized agencies out there. Account managers are supposed to do client management stuff. They're supposed to come up with creative concepts. They're supposed to be project managers, produce, lead the team, everything. Report the finances to the, to the financial team. And they manage the projects. They do everything. Yeah. And they take all the responsibility. And, you know, without a satellite, obviously for me, that was incredible experience because I got so much experience of everything. But, and it's very hard to say this without sounding like an absolute douche, but I could handle it. Right. But what happened was there were lots of other people that got hired that were very good at the project management side. They were very good at the the dealing with it side, they were very average at the client side, they're very average at the creative side, and those two things are basically the bread and butter of an agency, right? How do you manage your clients and how do you come up with creative ideas? Mm. And so we just had these 
it was just useless. It was just people that weren't good enough to do those roles because the role was designed to be someone that could do everything. So you've confused me a little bit here. Yeah. Because I think what you're talking about is a tro- problem with the infrastructure of the, it is, it the is. business, not to do with the, the hiring someone who says they can do everything. No, but what, what it meant was that when it came to the selecting the people, they were selecting the person that was okay at everything. Mm. that could do everything okay. Mm. They could hold their own at everything. Mm. Whereas what you want to do is you want to find, right, this role, we want the best client manager out there. So basically, don't cut corners. Yeah. By saying, oh, you can do all those things, actually get a specialist in that, get a specialist in that, get a specialist in that, which is three times the amount of recruitment, potentially. True, but... Is that what... Is that... Am I understanding that correctly? Basically, yeah. Basically. This is a very specific example to... um, agencies by the way how would you speak to an so an agency was doing that would you say oh you need to hire more people i'd say for sure you need to split out the project management side and the client management side 100 percent. that's essential Mm -hmm. then you want to lean more on the creative side on the design department the creative department Mm. so it could it also be as well as that if someone says they can do everything to be a little bit wary i think and just don't expect them to like never be in a position where that's a good thing but also is that would you say to be a bit wary if someone says they can do everything does that mean i think it's a bit harsh on the person fair because they might be able to there are some people that can right yeah there are some freaks out there that just you know, they touch everything. They're like, oh my God, you're amazing at everything. Oh yeah, there's definitely people like that. You're like, you're just good at everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, so it's like, you know, you don't want to be harsh on them, but it's just, let's not try and hire but, people to do everything. Yeah. But I mean, so it's, let's, you're talking, so we're looking at this through a lens of a job that's, a job role that's specifically asking for that. Not every, this is obviously a common problem that comes up, but not everyone's hiring for an account manager at an agency where no. they're asking you to do everything. No. So can we look at it through a lens of where you're asking for a specific job role, which is not covering oh, as many things? Okay, so this is how that would work then. So so say you're hiring for a copywriter. Let's just do marketing or Let's copywriting. Say, say copywriter because that came yeah. up earlier. And so you've got a few good copywriters, but one of them can also do a bit of Photoshop can do a bit of web development, can do a bit of client management. It's like, okay, right, so they're all good at copywriting. He's maybe a little bit worse, but he can do all those other How do you know they're worse, though? I'm just, I'm not making the example up. No, right? but let's say you don't know they're okay, worse. Okay, fine, fine, you don't know they're worse. They all seem okay, but this person can do all, these all other of the other stuff. Too. Yeah. yeah. Don't hire them for that, because the chances are, either you're, you know, there's only eight hours in a working day anyway, in a that sort of working day um so every hour that he he or she is doing a bit of web development or a bit of photoshop they're not doing the thing you hired them for which is copywriting mm. Mm. so what's the point mm. that's really interesting because i well you know when you lay that out you have two a- applicants for copywriting both seem you know Good, good CVs, really nice in the interview. And one of them also says, oh, and also I've got these other skills yeah. as well. It seems very counterintuitive not to go with that person. <laughs> still go with that person if you want, but don't go with them because of it. Also go with them, still... Okay, so still discipline yourself to say, okay, but um, that's a bonus, but I'm still... Uh, um, 
like marking this or deciding on this based on who I think will yeah. deliver the best copywriting. I'm hiring you as a copywriter. You may be the best web web developer in the world. So just to remind yourself, be like, afterwards, that's really cool. But remember, you're hiring this. Who's yeah. the best at that? Put the other stuff to the side. Don't think about it. Yeah. That's, a, that's an interesting tip. I like that. It just took me a while to, I needed to, you know, <laughs> see it in action. Um, can we play it out a little bit more? Yeah, of course. So, because if they're a copywriter and they can do all this other stuff, they might not have been the best copywriter, then you'll still be like, ah, oh, I'm still still hitting a wall in that area. Mm -hmm. You haven't moved on. Whereas you were specifically hiring for a copywriter because you knew you needed to push through on exactly. that. Exactly, you needed to finish, you need to fill that role. So essentially, what you're doing is if you hire the person who's better at everything but not necessarily the best for the copywriting um you're actually backtracking on what you said the business needed 100 percent. so you're actually go. you're like i you're being bold and saying i need to hire this this is going to help the business and then someone's come along and you go oh no maybe we don't need that we could use all these other things yeah okay or we can sacrifice the quality of that based on the perfect so that so then you've made a decision someone say so first of all we're not going to be as good at that thing as we wanted to. Also, we're not going to spend as much time doing it. Yeah, so you're completely, business plan-wise, you just change tack. Yeah, doesn't make sense. Okay, cool. So this next one is my pet hate. And this one I saw this more... This is really fun. <laughs> <laughs> this one I saw more than ever, right? This is the okay. worst thing ever. Mad's mistake number oh, three. Oh, let me guess, let me guess. Uh, give me a clue. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is not a good one if you've got a fragile ego. If I have a fragile ego, no. is the person hiring? Yeah. You're going to find this hard. If you've got a fragile ego, you're going to find this hard. Hire oh, hiring because you think you're better than someone. Don't hire someone worse than you. Yeah. Right? Otherwise, otherwise known as always hire someone better than you. Yeah. Right? Now, I've seen this happen loads. This is one of the, and, and obviously my favorite reference is agencies because I spent my whole life in agency businesses, right? But a lot of agencies are terrified of going from five people in their business to going to 20 people in their business. And there's this term which really stuck with me because they said, once you go from five to 20, mediocrity can start to live in the floorboards, right? Because when you've got a team of five, you're so close with everyone, everything, piece of work is great. As soon as you go to 20, as the business owner, you're detached. Mediocrity can start to creep in. And I promise you, that will only happen if you're hiring people that, you, that are actually not better, that are worse than you. Um, and I used to see this loads. I used to see it absolutely loads. And if you do it once, you'll get away with it. If you do it a couple of times, you get away with it. Once you start making a habit of it, in a couple of years down the line, you look around and you think... Do you think a lot of people do that? Well, I don't know. Do. I haven't got enough experience. You're saying a lot of people do that, right? I, I've seen it happen a lot in my experience. I'm not saying that loads of people do. In my experience, I've seen it happen. And it's devastating. The impact is devastating. It really is. But it's hard, right? Like, you you know, if you... It's obviously not a conscious thing, I imagine. 100%. And I don't think any of these things are conscious. Yeah. Uh... I don't think any of them are conscious. This is why they're so important to bring to mind because they're all subconscious mistakes. So essentially, the reason I can, in my mind, I can see it playing out is you might hire someone who is 
a little bit further behind you career-wise so you still so for me if I was doing it I'd still feel like yeah I'm still the right person to be heading this mm -hmm. I'm still the right person to be the boss because I have got more experience I am you know they're gonna be working under me so it makes a little bit more sense that I'm the one with the more experience mm -hmm. but actually if you can hire someone who's got more experience and is just gonna give you the information so it's it's obviously so I guess it's if you see work in the kind of like basic way of a hierarchical system of like the people at the top if you're the entrepreneur at the top you have to have the most experience where it's actually mm -hmm. I think at this point I definitely feel like I need to hire people who are going to be able to make whatever I'm doing better yeah like lend their serious expertise and you know like the, your job as the business owner is to decide where the business is going and make the decisions to make it go that way. It's not about you, it's about the business. 100%. At the end of the day, isn't it? You're hiring to make not... Well, so I guess well, that's why you said the ego thing. You have to be comfortable with listening. Yeah, you have to be comfortable with people telling you don't think that's the right way to do that. If that's your goal, I think we need to change the way we do this. Yeah. And then just say, okay, fine. This is You're, you're smarter than me. I'm paying for your experience. I'm paying for your know-how. So tell me. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good one. And I think, yeah, it's, it's, I, don't, I don't think I would do that. I think yeah, I'd I be okay with would, that yeah. one. Yeah. I think I'd be just like, that's so good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, this is a good one. This is, this, is, this is probably the one I'm most, um, in fact, this is definitely the one I'm most uh, at risk of doing. Okay. This is do not make instant decisions. Mm. So you see a few CVs, you see a few applications, it's all good. Then someone pops up in an interview, on a Zoom interview, within three minutes, you're like, yeah, we're going to get on great. You've got the job. And then you spend the rest of the interview make, thinking of reasons to confirm your original decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is all about rapport. A hundred percent. So you're basically making a decision about the how good that person's first impression is. This is kind of what I thought the first one might have been. I think it's linked. Um. So yeah. Oh, I just have a. I just get on with that person really well. Mm. It feels like we already know each other. It feels like a click, a fit. Yeah. This is a. This is. They're definitely linked. Mm. But this one's super. For me, this is super dangerous because I have a massive bias towards. I want to get on well with everyone. Mm. And so when I feel that back from someone, I'm like, oh my god, you're amazing. We're going to get on great. I want you around me. Mm. So, yeah, I need to be super aware of that. And it basically probably means you need to be a bit cooler, a bit colder, a bit more reserved in those interview situ situations to not let yourself get carried away. Because we're very good at convincing ourselves that we've made a great decision. Aren't we? Yeah, I think time is a good one to help that. Of say, okay, this is how I feel i i definitely feel like strongly like i want to go with this person mm -hmm. but what's that based on apart from the fact that we got on really well <laughs> 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 so let me think about what's gonna make sense for the business like at the end of the day it is all about obviously I, I, I think what also comes into that is if you feel like you get on with someone mm -hmm. of not wanting to say no true that's a great point. Is it more that? Because you're like, oh, just, we got on really well and I'm going to be like, you didn't get it. That's a great point. 
that's also relevant. Yeah. yeah. Which is when you when you which is, I think what some of that is. Mm. You want to like continue the like confirm that we got on well. <laughs> yes, we did. Um, we can still be friends because I'm gonna hire you. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, when you when you say it out loud like that, that actually you're worried about saying no to someone because you got on with them. Yeah. For a, for a job, then you're like, that's a silly reason to hire someone. Yeah. Now I'm stuck, and also like first impressions don't necessarily first impressions are are terrible indicators of how well you're going to get on for a long period of time. Mm. A lot of my best, my best, best friends, or my, the people I'm closest with now, we didn't click instantly. Really? Yeah, definitely. Mm. And some people that I clicked with instantly, actually it turned out, no, they were just great at first impressions and there's not much deep connection there. Interesting. So don't, I didn't trust first impressions at all. In fact, I think we can tell it's another podcast on that one, but I think this, this massive um, emphasis on first impressions is complete. But you also said you were, might be, might do that. Yeah, but it's nonsense. It's a terrible way of um, judging whether you get on with someone. First impressions, I'd say. But I'm a sucker for them. <laughs> yeah. As well. Yeah, I can see that, Mum. Right, now this one, this final one's a really important one for you, especially, I'd say, right now. Okay? Oh, gosh. This is good. This is good. It goes like this. Don't hire for single positions. Hire for a team. Hmm. So how well will everyone get on with everyone else? I guess so. And, you know, how complimentary is the, is the unit? How, how complimentary are they going to be for the unit, you know? Mm. I think that's a really good one. It's well, something, I think for, for me, that's something I've always got in my mind. How's the team going to work together? Yeah. Um, because that's like in the past that when I've had good teams working with me, it's been the difference between not success and failure. People usually bring it together and do well anyway. But it's the difference between having a, a pain-free life and a fucking... Oh, oh, my God. Again. What time is it? 45 minutes. Okay, carry on. Um, a pain-free life and a horrible life. <laughs> yeah, stressful day at work versus yeah easy day at work. Um. I've seen that on, uh, like, set. Oh, know, exactly. Where if something goes wrong and it can be like, oh, God, you know, it can be panic stations. And then I remember um, it was working with Jesus on It Melts. Yeah. And he was just so calm. And I just, like, led the, led the tone of the day. Yeah. And I just remember being like, oh, my gosh, you've just, like, come against quite a big block. Yeah. In, like, the most calm and yeah. generous way and it just meant that it was the the problem was overcome yeah and everyone was still having a nice time mm. it's like that's, that's possible you can do that <laughs> so you as the leader have a role to play in making that team work as well obviously oh, absolutely mm. it, it, it comes down doesn't it if the, you must know this though yeah, like you know if the, if the if the leader comes in to a room in a bad mood yeah Everyone feels it. Everyone picks up on that tension and everyone's more spiky and, like, the, the urgency and stakes have just, like, lifted. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, it's, but it's an interesting one to, to, to see, like, if you are picking people based on their individual talents and, like, you put together this great team, you can make, you still, as a leader, you've got to bring them together, but you can make that easy for you or hard for you by picking people based on the team. 
But how do you do that? Because you don't know how well people will work together. I think it's not just that. It's about like when you're looking at what you want to create as a team, it's like, what do we want this team to do? And team vision for them do you yeah know? i think for the for the team and work like building a team rather than a rather than a a, a group of individuals like mm-hmm. you, you could definitely draw that analogy with like football okay that's interesting and like you could have you could i don't know if you need a goalkeeper um i don't know how to draw this one out but basically like, well, like maybe i'll have a go yeah <laughs> um, um whenever I, i've seen knit and Sawney's concerts oh there you go yeah and I've always been struck by how the it's all about the piece of music, creating the music, yeah. and every single musician in there is working cohesively with each other to create something bigger than themselves. Yeah. And they're all incredible musicians. Yeah. And they all have solo parts, but it's never about spotlight grabbing. or yeah. it, I've just felt the sense of unity. Yeah. And it's incredible to watch. So essentially, in a place of work that you're still letting each other shine because they absolutely do that. But it's yeah. like a supported place where, oh, it's just wonderful. Yeah. So within work, having we're all working towards something greater than ourselves and bringing amazing skills to it, yeah. which each of us uh, really commend the other person's skills, mm-hmm. but knowing that we can only all create this other thing that we're trying to do together. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I mean, with with whatever project you're doing. Yeah, it's the same. And it's the same, like, you know, some of the the best... You've got loads of football teams out there that have loads of amazing individuals. Yeah. But the ones that always win are the ones that work together well as a team and care about the team first. But um, So just, again, so this is quite a subconscious thing because obviously you can't know how, if two people are going to get on or not, if two people are going to listen to each other's ideas or not. Obviously people present their best selves. Uh, at an interview or when you're speaking about a job well y- usually um so obviously they're going to be un- unknowns but just even having in the back of your mind that i'm creating yeah. the best team that's gonna bring this thing into fruition yeah and in the interview process making it very clear that team work is very important to you mm. and putting emphasis i remember one of the, f- the first hires i ever made um uh, was Miles, and one of the reasons that I thought he was perfect was because he had played a uh, com- really high level of competitive rugby mm. for years. You can't, like, rugby's the ultimate team sport. Like, you have to bond as a team. And for me, that was a great sign, because I was like, he was going to put the team first, and he was always going to be team-focused, and he was. So you kind of got to look for you can got to put it in the front of their mind, but also you've got to look for it in their experience as well, mm. I think. But what do you think? Five of the states really avoid. Interesting. I'm going to look over them again. Yeah. Um. Probably chat to you about this all day. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I think it's really, really interesting. It's a good thing to think about. Um. Basically, I think it's quite interesting because there's a lot of conscious thought going against sub sub, sub conscious thought going against subconscious thought, mm-hmm. which also kind of goes against that notion of just go with your gut. Yeah, and true. I think that's interesting because I talk. I feel a lot like your gut knows a lot, and you follow your gut. But in this is actually saying, don't just be flippant mm. and just go with like, oh, that feels familiar, that feels safe, that feels good, or they, they, uh, say they can tick all of these other boxes. Yeah, just actually 
think it through a little bit more. But, and I guess the difference is why maybe not to just go with your gut is because this isn't just a decision bearing on you. It's a decision bearing on something else which is separate to you, which is the business. The business, yeah, exactly. And that's how you've got to look at it. Is with, this is a decision for the business, not for me on a personal level. I think it's a great way of putting it. I think the way I would look at it is, you know, go with your gut. You're always going to, right? Your gut is going to play a massive, massive role in this. But those five things give you a framework around which you can um, basically make a more informed decision things to look for yeah but i mean you say say that but some of those things like do you get on with someone mm. i reckon you come away being like yeah my gut's telling me them yeah it could be you know like i just had a great feeling when they left the room mm. so i think it's i don't know maybe that is a different thing but so what are your final recruitment thoughts hmm um to chat to you <laughs> about about things um final recruitment thoughts well i think one is to not be personal mm-hmm. like not to what i mean by that is to try and be objective about it yeah try and be analytical about it about obviously having a good rapport with someone is is amazing like and I, I guess I'm po- focusing on this angle because I think, like you, that's the where I would be. Yeah, lean. that's the most that's blind the, spot. So for me, that's why I'm focusing on the other sides of it. Um, so rapport is something I think I base a lot of things on anyway, or yeah. like I, I, it's it's something that not I base things on, but it's something that I I like to get on with people too. Um, but to be a little bit more analytical, thinking about the business rather than self of like. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking, oh, I would get on with that person. Mm. Just basing it on more than that. I think that's a nice one to bring, to separate your business from you. Yeah. I think it's really nice. I think that's all part of this journey. For me, though, I think, you know, I said before, I, I my relationship with money wasn't great. And also even just being able to talk about money, yeah. I felt awkward about. And obviously that's been getting a lot better with time going on. Yeah. And I think this is an extension of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because obviously you're having to talk about money a lot if you're hiring. But to not be like, oh, awkward about it. It's fine. And it's a business as it's transactional. And so is the hiring of, some, of somebody. It's for a, a role, mm-hmm. for a job, for something which is actually separate to yourself. Um, so, yeah, I think removing that part of it. I, I think there's a lot to take in there. I'm rambling. Just cut me off and talk. <laughs> I think I think what I would, the only thing I would say is like, um, it's scary, but there are lots of opportunities to make it not a fight. You don't have to hire someone full time straight away, so test like if you think there's even the smallest thing that you could outsource to help you grow your business, just do that. Find a VA that does it. Find a freelancer that does it, and just try it for a little bit, because start testing it and seeing how it impacts you. Don't don't wait until you're doing like x amount per month to start hiring start thinking about how you can do it and how you can outsource stuff straight away and it'll really open your eyes to what you can do in a, in a week i would say it's exciting it i think is. it's also like how much can your business grow it's one of those things you know some people say don't hire anyone until you need to but absolutely need to because you're trying to keep your costs down 
but then also if you hire the right person that can really help with things can't it yeah exactly can make you earn more but look it's been lovely speaking to you about recruitment good luck with your recruitment this week i'll let you know how recruitment month goes in the launchpad academy it's good it's good to talk about this before we dive into that actually um and i'll see you next sunday no i'll see you now but (laughs) thanks for listening everyone thanks for listening have a great week bye-bye thanks for tuning in guys have a great week